Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Rotating Heroes podcast. I'm Zach. Uh, who do I have in front of me? Um, Wario. No, <laughs> sorry, that's not true. Sorry, I'm continuing the thing from last week. You're the Wario version of Zakoyama. No. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. Okay. One more time. One more time. One more time. Okay. Last chance. Okay. You are Brennan Lee Mulligan. Fuck. <laughs> Jasper William Cartwright. Oh, in front of that's me. it. Absolutely. That's it. Warioing my day. That's it. Um. Gosh, we're 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 getting episode three of Arc One. We're cruising, baby. I know, and I'm very excited because I feel like now people are going to have loads of stuff to listen to. Yeah, really get into it. There's more depth and flavor to this soup. Mm. You know, we've kept it rolling. We're like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the thing with tomato soup or whatever. You like, if you cook it longer, like the Mm -hmm. longer you cook it, the more flavorsome it is. That's what it is. Is it just tomato soup or is it? <laughs> I'm not confident about that, so I don't know. Uh, I think it's a lot of broths. Okay, I think it's, it's a lot of general. Broths. It's like a general broth rule. I think it's uh, broth rule number one. If if, if I remember, broth right. rule number one. <laughs> you keep it rolling, baby. Keep Low and rolling. slow. Keep it bubbling. Oh, we're gonna keep this pod rolling and bubbling and bubbling uh, with arc one, episode three. Take it away, Passack. Welcome back to episode three of the campaign of the Rotating Heroes podcast. Uh, we're back, baby. Um, I am joined today by the first ARC crew again. Uh, we again have uh, Emily Axford. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do we usually say here? <laughs> usually, well, the one time we've really done it. What did we say? We didn't introduce, introduce our characters ourselves. because they were. Oh, don't we just say yet. like, "Hi, thank you so much for having Hi. me." Yes, everyone, give me their polite answers when I uh, call upon them. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Emily Axford. You're very welcome, Siobhan Thompson. Hi, Zach. It's so nice to be here with you and my friends, Emily and third guest, who you're about to introduce. Thank you so much. You again are very welcome. Thank you. Uh, Finally, Mike Trapp. Thank you so much for having me on here. Um, uh, I know everyone's very busy, so I just want to thank you all. Uh, Seemingly to, speaking into the wrong mic. We can, all, we, can all hear it. we can all hear it, but it's, you're not actually going to pick this up. It's going to be so whispered. I'm going I'm to put the two mics together like they're kissing. And I'm going to whisper so Whispering into, into his Zoom mic. Uh, thank you all for, for joining. 
getting quieter and quieter. Thank you so much. The You're comedian and Zach loved it. The editor and Zach just went completely pale. I really getting, enjoy when Zach sick. has to be the responsible one because yeah. he has such big, like, little brother energy that it feels like... You know that time when you're the youngest, but suddenly, like, your older siblings are, like, adults, but you have younger cousins, so now you're the oldest kid? Yeah. That's sort oh. of the energy, which I... I feel I, like, yeah, I feel it's like, like I'm it's slowly like... going underwater and saying, please, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> Truthfully, I've always surrounded myself with o- older siblings, so I never have to take that authority. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think That's I collect dream. younger siblings. I think as an older sibling, I just I just go around my life collecting youngsters to, to yeah. replace. Zach, do, it does have the vibe of like um, when when it, you ever like play like any kind of like make believe game with a kid, and then it suddenly becomes like very serious. Where it's like mm-hmm. it's like hey, it's like um, you can't put the teddy bear over there because that's actually uh, like that's that's the forbidden area. So um, we only put plastic toys there. And it's like okay, cool. I don't know what these rules are, but I guess yeah. we're figuring it out. But I would like to think that it makes a little more sense, and I have a little more authority than that, right? I don't know though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we're all kind of. I mean, I think that the the analogy <sighs> is pretty fitting. Zach, I okay. think the teddy bear rules are in... all logical and fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we were shooting in person, we would we would all be giving you nogies right now, and it's it's yes. a shame that we have. To Thank do. God for the <laughs> pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I think I always problematic say. message from Zach O'Yama. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of problematic messages, let's get right back into the recap of this episode. <laughs> So these fucking unions are just ruining the country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, yeah, let's get back into the recap and then get into the episode, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The crew began their first impromptu test within the facilitator. Be first to shut down their section of the factory. Our group all chose the fastest, most dangerous route to the finish line, and after getting shocked, electrocuted, and set on fire, they bested the Warforged foremen and safely shut down all the machines, all while only making a few extremely anti-union sentiments. (laughs) (laughs) With the first task concluded... (laughs) No, no, go for it. I just believe in a right to work, you know, a right to work in this country. It's like, if I accept the pay that they're offering, then why shouldn't I work in this place? It's not good. fair. I like working at the weekends. This is all good. This is all good to me. With the first task concluded, our team was first on the leaderboard, and the last place team, including our one human mop, was sucked out through tubes out of the competition for good. The remaining nine continued the tour into an eerie boardroom with a digital oceanic view where they were confronted by the great hulking frame of Namfari, the Robosphinx. So that brings us back to where we are now. We're in this boardroom where this Robosphinx is sitting at the end of a table and addressing you all and says, like, clears its throat and it, like, massive frame, just sort of, like, you can see the breath come in and out of it as it feels like, I don't know, maybe, like, it'll roar or something. And then it says... Take a seat, please. And points to a bunch of rolly chairs at a big, long conference room table. I immediately rush up and sit at the right-hand chair. I gallop to the left. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go to the middle. <laughs> so uh, you all take your seats. I'm trying to surreptitiously doodle the Sphinx while they speak. You taking notes? I like that. <laughs> yeah, notes. And uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
can I? I don't know if I need to do a roll for this or anything. I feel like uh, I'd be just super entranced by the workmanship of the Sphinx and just like trying to like, <laughs> like sitting as close as I can and like really like trying to like look at any like gaps in like in sheet metal, look at the wiring, get a sense of the gears, maybe mm-hmm. like poke a pen in there. I would like to co-conspire with Turbide and if he gets too close and attracts the attention of the Sphinx, I would like to do a really loud sneeze that almost sounds like a horse's uh, witty. <laughs> Uh, the Sphinx is just like kind of <laughs> notices that you're both too close to it, but is also trying to greet everyone else. Like says hello to Raider and Binkabunk, eyes darting down at Turbine. I like, totally forgot there's other people here. <laughs> there's like eight other people in this room. Uh, Noah and the two other dwarves are just like. Instead of sitting on my chair, I just have one leg on it, and I'm like flexing at the Sphinx to <laughs> make it intimidated by my massive muscles. This thing is maybe uh, twenty times bigger than. You. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, but tiny but mighty. <laughs> I also hold out my doodle of the Sphinx, angle it so maybe Bonk can see it. Bonk is still looking at this giant robotic Sphinx that is in front of it. It's, it's, it, uh, Bonk is clearly entranced by this thing they've never seen before. He plays it so cool, it's uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's showing the Sphinx a lot of respect, except for you. Uh, Barnabas stands next to Nampari and Beans. What, you sit at an end of a table and you automatically deserve respect? (laughs) That's crazy. I don't. uh... That's where Grandpa Brendan sits, so yeah, it is kind of the most important seat of the house. So Barnabas is still there, and he he comes up and stands next to Namfari and beams. He's like, so to say that I've had zero help at all would be incorrect. Uh, while I do have a lot of mechanical help around the facilitator, one of the few exceptions is uh, a bit of a hybrid. One of the early Barnabas, the early Barnabases? Barnabai! Barnabai sorry. Yes, Barnabai, Barnabai uh, uh, found Namfari injured out in the world and nursed him back to health with uh, a couple of life-saving upgrades. Oh, so uh, he's like a cyborg. Yeah. Uh, it's not. Uh, I want to be a cyborg. You should make me a cyborg. Grandpa Brendan has a pacemaker, so he's kind of like a cyborg. Hey, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I think uh, cyborgs are pretty cool. <laughs> um, he has his like metal beard and arms, <laughs> are, like, like whirring and stuff. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> like they're pretty cool to me. I would say it just kind of feels like a shortcut, you know. Like real tinkers, like kind of start from nothing, you know. Okay, well, Namfari kind of like tosses their like lion mane back and like shakes their like beautiful hair out and says, I guess you could say I owe these guys one. Oh, does like sort of like this like kind of like full laugh. And uh, Barnabas like smiles at him. It's like, that's why we made him the uh, VP of creative here at the facilitator. And with that, I'm just going to let Namfari take it away. Barnabas kind of steps to the side of the room and lets uh, Namfari take over. Namfari sits forward and is like hulking frame, takes up like much of that side of the room. He uses like a mechanical hand to like deftly unscrew a top of a bottle of water and take a sip. The tiniest bottle of water, the biggest <laughs> claw. <laughs> one of those like one sip wonder bottles. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So uh, how was your drive? How was your drive? Uh, well, actually a ride. You, you, you just rode here, not, not too much traffic? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good, you know. It was I all right. I actually rode a horse, and there's not a lot of other horse-bound individuals, so actually, yeah, there's not a lot of horse traffic. Yeah, I'm actually in a pretty similar uh, situation to a lot of horses in terms of uh, uh, spaces being built for me. It's not always ideal. I just want to ask you something on that note, because you say it's a pretty similar situation, but I noticed that that uh, there's a pretty strict no-horse policy in here. 
but uh, you seem to be doing okay. Look, that was, um, I, I know what sign you're talking about. Yeah, the um, sign that's in was... the front by yeah, the- Bear in mind, don't eat quite behind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> that, that's more about that actual factory floor uh, rather than the entire facilitator. Um, we have some work to do. And so uh, that's, that's kind of why I'm here uh, to talk to you, actually. Um, have you ever met a hippogriff? Have I specific? I don't change into other animals. No, uh, met met one, not bid one. <laughs> oh, I have. Sorry. I've met all kinds of hippogriffs. Astrid, we gotta table this and talk about this later. <laughs> I'm desperate to know. <laughs> Feels like you're lying. I'm pretty no, smart. No, why would I lie? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're trying to impress. It's not even here. a big deal for me that I've met lots of hippogriffs. I'm it's impressed. normal. <laughs> I'm very, I'm incredibly impressed. Did you touch their rear quarters, which Astrid's are horse? So cool. <laughs> so again, this is a bit of a board meeting. It feels like you guys are just having a conversation. Uh, <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth is doing that kid thing where you slowly start hunching down in your chair as every. As the, can you sit upright? Can you sit upright? You, I am sitting upright. <laughs> feels like you're getting lower. Uh, Maybe. Okay. Well, let's just. I'm just gonna launch. Turbine's just it. playing with the height of his chair, <laughs> trying to figure out how. The mechanism works. You're so but... tiny. I, uh, it's, it goes from being able to like barely see the top of your head to yeah, just I, no one's in yeah, there. Yeah, I, I don't like that I can't see over the table, but I also don't like the feeling when my legs are just dangling. So I'm trying to find the yeah. perfect middle. Hey, well, you know, coming up with solutions is what we do here at the facilitator. Um, oh, right, uh, we're here for a job interview. Anyways, I'll keep I'll keep launching into it. I'm gonna. I'm one of my strengths is powering through stuff. <laughs> we're open to getting into new platforms and new spaces here at the facilitator i've worked here for a long time i'm really proud of the contributions i've made to this place as he says this a projector screen comes down next to him uh he spends uh too long uh setting it up <laughs> <laughs> it's input two it's input, input two. two yeah input two i think is your problem i tried there. that i thought no i think okay. you did input one and input three but, but I, the yellow like, with the red and the red with the yellow the, yeah, yeah i'm colorblind <laughs> so <laughs> While there are many wonders inside the facilitator, I'm proud to say I've created a number of them myself. Um, some might say these classic Namfari hits speak for themselves, such as it presses a button on the remote for the projector. You see that like weird ball that was creating the paintings outside that has like a, a paintbrush on it. Uh, this is the brush ball. Um, you see the brush ball painting a huge portrait of Namfari, the like Mechanus Sphinx in the portrait. His hair looks extra coiffed and the mechanical parts, the mechanical parts of his body shine extra bright. The de-domesticator, Numfari operates a like purple honey I shrunk the kid style machine that shoots a laser at a chocolate lab. Uh, the dog is hit with a purple beam and after a blinding light is like a wolf in the same spot. That's like the coloring of a, a chocolate lab. Um, and then I get like, in the way of the uh, beam. <laughs> pretty cool, right? Huh? This is a uh, projector. So <laughs> It's not really there, Astrid. <laughs> I knew that. Common mistake. So yeah, the projector is projecting an image, but that would not be the same as the laser within the projector image. Um, anyways, I get it. And and one of my favorites presses the button again. You see Namfari standing there with uh, four mecha uh, mechanical boots on, as several Warforged robots around him fall over as like the ground shifts. Little magnet boots. <laughs> we saw those at the gift shop. Oh yeah, we're we're moving them to market, and that's the that's the official product name. Little magnet boots. Yeah, yes, great. We've always known that. Okay. You know, my father is very influential in the town, and a lot of people take fashion advice from me. So, 
Well, maybe it would be really good for you as a marketing thing for me to have a pair of little magnet boots. Interesting. You know what? Let's talk later, actually. Uh, <laughs> so this is why I brought you all here. This is what this specific trial is uh, or you know, stage of the job interview. We're looking for new ideas and we want the next great idea person. So let's hear it. Pitch me. Um, also, though, uh, I have to admit... I'm a bit of a stickler. I'm a bit of a hard ass. Uh, if I don't like something, I won't mince words. So pitch very, very carefully. Okay, I think I'm already ready. Uh, uh, <laughs> Noah Noah raises his hand and says, uh, what about uh, like a, a block of wood that you can't break with an uh, axe if someone throws an axe too hard at it because they're really strong for a kid? And Anfari looks at Noah and, and kind of like grimaces at the idea and says, ah, I don't know about that. And as he says this, he snaps his fingers and you see Noah's face look confounded for a second and a little beam of light comes from his head and starts swirling around Namfari and turns into a little rock. Uh, <laughs> his intelligence has been permanently lowered by one. <laughs> uh, so just pitch carefully again. A statue um, printer. For whenever you want a statue of yourself, but you don't want the bother of finding a good sculptor. Let me just get into like the mechanics of this real fast. Sorry, I, I could be clear about this. I still think mine is good. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so you guys can pitch ideas to Namfari when you pitch a what I what I think is an actually good idea, or if you want to make an insider perception check, you can. You uh, may or may not get advantage. And with your idea, you have to roll a persuasion check. Okay. Okay, this is difficult because Brenda Elizabeth does not have good, uh, does not read the room well. <laughs> uh, so if I am to role play this accurately, I will be setting myself up for failure with a minus one to persuasion. And I am <laughs> absolutely 100% going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pitch away if you feel like it. Um, we're already um, we're in kind of an interesting middle ground where we already have one extremely bad pitch. So, um, <laughs> okay. That, sorry, sorry. Your name's Noah, and Noah looks up. He's just staring at the ground, like uh, <laughs> slightly stupider than he was before. Like what? Um, Brenda Elizabeth puts a incredibly rigidly straight hand into the air. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And it's only quivering a little bit. Uh, Brenda Elizabeth? That's your... <laughs> okay. This is something I've been thinking about for a really long time. It's a market that has not been addressed. Um, I think that it would be a saddle for a dolphin so that a horse could go see the ocean. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're saying <laughs> <laughs> a saddle for a dolphin so that a horse... <laughs> And see the ocean. So the horse yeah. can ride the dolphin. So the horse can ride the dolphin. Like, because uh, a horse deserves a day off. You know, like how mobs like to have a horse baths. deserves a day <laughs> off, people. A horse deserves a day off. Wow. What an excellent I'm actually, idea. So it's, it, there's a bit of a two inventions in one. <laughs> stands up, takes out her trapper keeper where she already has elaborate doodles of this. I know that you didn't ask for a visual aid, but I happened to come with one. I'm sorry. I do need the visual aid because it seems like the first invention is a saddle for horses. 
to ride something else when most saddles seemingly are for riding horses. Yeah, but you know how like you like to be, it's like you have a job, but you don't want to be defied by it. I think horses feel the same way. If I may, Brenda Elizabeth, for too long, have not horses been subjected to the saddle? For too long have horses be not been our beasts of burden, working nonstop. Are we not in favor of the working man? Should not the horse get a chance to ride a different saddle? Should not a horse get a day off? Horses are better than the working man. I've never been disappointed by a horse, and I'm disappointed by working Jesus men all Christ. the time. Hey, yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> If you guys are uh, uh, Astrid and Turbine, give me a persuasion check to be able to offer a help action. Because I got a nat 20. You got a nat 20? All right, let me roll my persuasion. Ooh, uh, I rolled it. I got an eight. Okay. So Brenda Elizabeth, uh, for some reason, Nonfari looks at. Uh, I would think as I would think as a beast that is occasionally mounted, you might relate to the burden. Oh, uh, Nonfari looks at this and is like, "Well, while I'm on all fours a lot, most people know that if they try to ride me, I'll rip them in half." <laughs> but uh, you know. Something about this Astrid girl is really uh, convincing me. Um, <laughs> turbine, cool it a little bit. All right. Uh, <laughs> I lower my chair really, real low. Wow, he's just an obelisk cat now. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth, you were going to... I think you, you eventually got somewhere that actually is convincing and, and shows a need, so you won't roll with disadvantage. Uh, but... Now that Astrid has helped you with the nat 20, I will say you get an advantage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, come on, Brenda Elizabeth. Please let your doodles do it justice. Oh, I got a three and a two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which becomes, man. so a three minus one is a two. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Woo! Woo! 
<laughs> Turbine's just like listening to Brenda Elizabeth pitch and just like, it's like, I think she's doing it. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth stands so tall and proud. <laughs> I hate to do this. I hate to even say this, but I, I don't really like it. <laughs> uh, it's not really for us. Namfari snaps his fingers, Brenda oh, Elizabeth. No. <laughs> you feel something sort of tiring your brain a little bit. Like you feel your clarity leaving you as a little beam of light zips from your head and starts hardens into a rock and starts floating around Namfari's head. You have- I chase the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I raise my head. Mr. S- I mean, uh, uh, Sphinx, I- I just want you to know that what you took from me, I put everything into this pitch. Do you see how many pages I've doodled this? It felt like fate that I was meeting you in this moment. Kid, I um, I appreciate the effort, and I know that this is not the... Well, we're happy to hear other pitches. You just... I I think you might just take it... Let's, if anybody wants to make an insight or perception check, they can... Uh, sure. Uh, insight or perception? Yes. <laughs> I got a 12 perception. I 12. have 21. Ooh, okay, Turbine. You're looking at the way that Namfari is talking. They're sort of like relishing their own words. Some of the stuff in the slideshow really showcased like, you know, that the best side of themselves. So it's something about that feels like it might be helpful going forward. So I'm down to hear other pitches. A Sphinx plushie. It just uh, looks just just like you. I would want one of those as a trendsetter. Yeah, think of all the Sphinx plushies you can get. You can get you can get Sphinx looking all cute. You can yeah. get Sphinx riding on a dolphin. You can get Sphinx riding on a horse riding on a dolphin. Let's kind of get away from that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Well, whatever. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Maybe you can <laughs> sit and ask me a riddle. I would want that. Now, Fari is like really pondering this, like really hearing what they want to hear. Uh, roll. I mean, whoever has the best charisma maybe should roll, or, or if you want to boost this in whatever way you can. I have a plus two. Uh, I, I have pretty good charisma, but if, if, this, if this fails, do I get punished for it? Is that how that works? Whoever says it will get punished for it. I'll roll. Yes. Uh, I got a 15. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> you got the lowest score possible to have a good idea. Yes! Meeting <laughs> <laughs> the odds like, once again. Hmm. <laughs> okay. You're on the board. Okay. Uh, I got something. Okay, so your group has a good idea. If you think you can beat it, I'd love to hear it. All right. <laughs> clear my throat sort of stand on the table <laughs> wait maybe you should how about you stand on the chair and then I'll pump it to, so <laughs> as you're giving like, the speech <laughs> you slowly rise <laughs> Mr. Nemfari you've heard of an invisibility cloak and when I put to you is a visibility cloak this is a cloak a cloak that will draw attention to you and make you look your best possible self I want it. Wow, I wa- don't tell him about it. Idea. We'll make it ourselves. It will do as much as an invisibility cloak hides you. A visibility cloak attracts attention to you. So you're saying uh, people will want to look at me a little more? I'm saying people will have to look at you a little more. Turbine, don't tell him how you're going to cover it in bells. <laughs> <laughs> My secrets. 
I'm sorry. Hold on, 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 bells? There's going to be bells on Gold bells. What? No, shush, I shouldn't have told you. Gold bells? Guys, come on. Keep it down. We can't deliver all our secrets. Next, we're going to be talking about all the wind chimes on there. We're getting a little busy with it, honestly. Look, it's still a prototype. Glitter and sparkly bits. Don't tell them how it glows in the dark. Glows in the dark? Shut up! Put it Shut out in the sun guy. all day to make it uh, charge up. Does it need to be under a light for the daylight? Or I, I mean, just for a small amount of time. Uh, yeah, roll with the uh, advantage. <laughs> Is it just a charisma roll? It's a persuasion. A persuasion check. check. Okay. Let's see. One is a total of 18, and one is a total. Uh, let's ignore that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was advantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 18. Yeah. 18. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say disadvantage. What's the other one? Oh, oh. <laughs> um, wow. That's a. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Still got it. <laughs> well, I think we're locked in for ideas for you guys. Uh, uh, Raider and Bink and Bonk uh, give their presentation. Uh, Raider's like, so you know how sometimes in a town there's not a bully, and <laughs> it feels like there should be a bully. I'm nodding wow. really hard. <laughs> uh, this is an app called Bully Finder. It, it fills the need, uh, social need. Ian, uh, uh, Bink, and Bonk are able to get through as well. With those scores, that would put you guys in first. We'll say that the rest of the uh, crew wraps up their bad ideas. The dwarvish crew um, weren't able to like top. They were too shocked from uh, uh, Noah's uh, bad idea. And they're just like, we're just going to call it. Uh, we don't want to. I think we're, we don't need the job. I don't think we need the job. I like to read. I'm, I'm worried that it will affect my. <laughs> I think I would like to send a really uh, glittery, ornately written note to Noah and just say, I feel you. Your idea was good and you are valid. This is good because Bonk will say that you're flirting with somebody else. <laughs> That's a grown man. This is a grown <laughs> Yeah, use use Noah to make Bunk jealous. Uh, Noah's like, uh, it takes a really long time to read it because he is now dumber. (laughs) He already had like a lower intelligence. (laughs) That's a B, not a backwards D. Can you you put us in those tubes? I want to go home. Uh, Barnabas is like, okay, um, that sounds good. Uh, we'll send you right home, and uh, the rest of you, let's uh, return to the lobby for the next stage of this. The holes appear in the ground again, and the, the three doors fly out the bottom and out of your life, <laughs> out of the rest of the rounds. Um, now is like, okay, well, great ideas, everyone. Um, I'm going to be on vacation for the rest of the week. Uh, I'm going on a ski trip. Oh, so mounts can ski, but they can't dolphin back ride. <laughs> Look. I know what's important about this idea to you is that you love it, and I'm never going to take that away from you. <laughs> it's not Thank it's you. not a good fit for us, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue it in some way. So does that mean she's like Brenda Elizabeth is like cool to like pitch it around to other places? Yeah, do I have the option to do that? He feels you can see that. Nambari <laughs> <laughs> is like a little like, well, I don't want someone else to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Uh, let's set up a meeting next week. Let's set up a new okay, meeting cool. next week. Okay. I could do that, yeah. He leaves with four skis. Um, uh... <laughs> just walking with four skis on, just constantly tripping over himself. 
It's like when you see a video of like like cats wearing socks and they're just like, they don't really know like how they're to going too with. high up. <laughs> yeah. It'd be more cost efficient to do two snowboards, but it would make it you question like which is it like front legs on one ski board or is it like right side on one? Yes, He's going down the mountainside. Yes, if it swings snowboards, is it like this or like this? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I think it's I think it's one front paw, one back paw, and the others are pushing. Oh, nice! Oh, that's good. I have to admit, I'm not a snowboarder. I'm more of a ski guy. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate I what you're thinking about. Great minds, guys. <laughs> good stuff. And he, he leaves. Um, you three, Barnabas, Bink and Bonk, and Raider, uh, return to the lobby. Uh, there's a new addition uh, to the lobby at this point. Some of the monodrones are like putting the finishing touches on these pods. They look like, you know, like like Google or something where like they're like nap pods. But otherwise, the, the room looks pretty much the same. Is Galfast still there? Galfast is not in here. <gasps> okay. Uh, Galfast was here earlier, but he is not there now. Okay. Mm. Okay. I immediately jump into one of these nap pods. <laughs> I will jump into a nap pod as well. Nad pod? <laughs> there's a bunch of pop these, what there. about the way i'm saying it is making a clear sounds like you're saying nat pod that pod this is the nat pod after the nat pod <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh as you approach them you still have those bracelets on and because you had the ideas that were perceived best you all got um an additional uh four points so your bracelets are now all glowing with eight points on them or eight credits i should say uh the canteen is open that you you saw earlier uh that you couldn't buy anything from and there's also these uh nap pods and you can inspect them or whatever if before you use them to like kind of figure out what they do yeah let's look but actually before we do it i think i should say to uh turbine at astrid thank you so much for supporting my idea at an uncomfortable moment of rejection i thought it was good i thought it was very bad but me saying that in front of other people would have made me look bad so i had to support you okay i think every bad i think every idea has a kernel of something good in there you know you can just like keep working at it like i think there's something there really i don't think it's a kernel i think it's a full bag of popcorn if you were to create a saddle where we could ride dolphins no, it's not for people. People have enough mounts. Mm. have none. Bonk walks mm. up and is like, hey, um, <laughs> I really liked your idea, but I'm sorry, can you explain it again? I don't think I did. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it's a saddle for <laughs> That a horse would go on top of the saddle rather than for under- a dolphin, for a dolphin, so that a horse could ride the dolphin into the sea because they never get to go into the sea otherwise. Sort of like a jet ski for a horse. Can you help me visualize it a little bit? Like, where are the horse's legs during this? The horse's legs are dangling on either side of the dolphin's slick body. How is it attaching to the to the saddle? uh, Maybe you could take its bridle, the horse's bridle, and attach it to the saddle. I think horses are a lot bigger than dolphins. Will it kill the dolphin? I guess maybe it could be a pony and a big dolphin. Oh, You're right. You know what? This is actually the first bit of constructive criticism. Maybe I should be doing it for baby whales instead of dolphins. Oh, wow. This also feels like it's like a down-the-line problem, you know? Like, we could start building this, and then you can figure out, like, the size issues. <laughs> also, I mean, if it's just for if it's just for fillies and colts, uh, which are smaller than a full-grown stallion or a bear, then, uh, then maybe 
that's fine. They could get out their youthful desire to see the ocean and then not go again. Like a Shetland pony. A Shetland pony riding a dolphin. <laughs> or maybe you build some device to make dolphins super big. Uh, I think my friends are calling me. I gotta go over there. <laughs> I turned to Astrid and Turbine and say, I think that went really well. <laughs> big old thumbs up. <laughs> I absolutely pick a wedgie. <laughs> Is he bonk trying to talk to Bink and Raider like clearly trying to explain it and like, like kind of shrugging like I, lots of hand gestures yeah they all look really puzzled no one looks mad or mean in it, about it anyway they're just like being really trying to understand Brenda Elizabeth stares at her crocs but does not feel shame uh, Barnabas approaches and says right, by the way I know I don't know if you're worried about Galfast but he is upstairs this room felt a little unwelcoming to animals so I just it felt like um, we have this sort of protected green area on the roof that's perfect for like thinking or taking a break. Or I imagine if you're a horse, it's good for eating grass. And um, I start updating my schematics of uh, like my my like fan map of the obelisk to like it's like okay, there's a green area on top, and that's where this is. He leans into Bruno Elizabeth to like tell a secret, and it's like I asked Bubbles to set up some of those horse jumps for him up there. I think it's going to be oh, really thank nice. You so much. That I really appreciate you taking Galfast's comfort seriously. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I am I am nothing but a host, so I'm trying to be a good host. You're nothing but a hoe. <laughs> no, <laughs> I said host. <laughs> what? Turbine, this is supposed to be our boss. I would never call you a hoe, sir. I would. Never. I respect hoes. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Your children. Why are you talking? Your children. <laughs> I, I, I should say to some this. music. I don't know. I really shouldn't say this, but you guys are my favorite, and uh, <laughs> it, it feels like it's crossing a line for this process. Like you guys are, you're doing pretty good. Uh, just don't fuck it up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he walks uh, away, and like uh, Raiders, like, "Hey, Barnabas!" And he's like, Barnabas waves at him, and keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a question that maybe you're not allowed to answer or I could do some kind of check for it. Do we have a sense, because all of our bracelets, our bracelets have been recording credits, not points. It's oh, So it, this is confusing. It's points and credits. So like it's representative of your place, but then also gives you the credits to spend. So spending the, the credits won't like put you behind them in any way. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. they're like separate categories. Okay. So do we collectively have like eight credits to spend or do we each have credits to spend and spending it will not reduce our place in the in the order? Is that correct? Yeah, I think that is the correct. I think it's kind of like a bonus, right? It's kind of like, here's some spending money because you're in first place, not you're in first place because you have the most spending money. Yes, yes. It's not a pool uh, between your team. Okay, so should we canter over to the cantina and see if there's anything we could purchase? Yes. Let's canter to the cantina. Just to point it out, (laughs) The nap pods uh, cost four credits. I cost four okay. credits. Yeah, that's what I assumed. Can can I do an investigation on these nap pods? Yeah, yeah. You guys can all roll an investigation if you want. Maybe somebody who is more intelligent than me <laughs> can do an investigation. Well, investigation is pretty good. Let's see. I got going. a three. Uh, I have a total of seventeen. Okay. Yeah, from uh, what you've gleaned from it. Uh, I got a nine. This will effectively give you, in the time of a short rest, it will give you a long rest. Um, oh, hell yes. So Ooh. you can get all your stuff back. Yes, I would hell like that. Yes. What are the offerings and prices at the cantina again? So you guys wander over to the cantina. Canteen or cantina? Either way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the cantina, Moss Eisley, and 
Uh, <laughs> Listen to some jazz music. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they have a couple of things. They have minor healing potions, regular healing potions, and one set of little magnet boots. The little magnet boots are four credits. The minor healing potions are two, and the regular healing potions are three. Do we have eight credits altogether, or do we have eight credits each? Each. And you've all spent four if you do the nap pod. Is there more than one pair of boots? There's only one pair of boots. Oh, I see. Well, obviously, I buy the boots without consulting the rest of the team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, I love your take. I love your initiative, Astrid. I wish I were more like that. Well, to the nap pod. <laughs> <laughs> to the nap pod. <laughs> so now that you have those boots, uh, you have advantage on uh, dexterity saving throws on metal objects. I actually already have advantage on dex. <laughs> So oh, okay. maybe somebody else should have the dex. Well, I don't know if it would be an asteroid. Wait, you have you have a dex advantage because of uh, 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 because of uh, barbarian. barbarian. I have advantage yeah. on dex effects that I can see if I'm not blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. Got it. Emily, how's your dex? Uh, my dex is actually pretty good. Why don't you take them? I mean, mine's pretty good too. But uh, I'll I have a plus three to my dex. For my dex saves, I have a plus four. So you should oh. take it. The second part of it is that they also allow you to cast levitation once a day. Oh! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Astrid immediately is like, shit! Turbine, you get these little magnet boots. They're like kind of like uh, a shiny chrome look, but it's like kind of soft, like sneaker I material. Also, I give four credits and... to Astrid. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me buy those off, yo. Thank you, Turbine. I, I am definitely looking at those shoes like, if we get to a point where we're going to levitate, I'm going to rip them <laughs> off his feet. <laughs> <laughs> can if I if I have one of them, can I cast half a levitation spell? <laughs> huh, that's interesting. Um, I think that would be like um, what's yes. Featherfall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say if you have one of the boots, you can cast Featherfall. <laughs> We're locking it in. So now there's only the um, minor healing potions, regular healing potions, and the the little guy working there is like, I'm sorry, we still do not have key lime pie. <laughs> um, I guess I will use my money to buy uh, two minor healing potions, but I'll give them to Astra because I believe both uh, I believe both Turbine and I have cure wounds and stuff. I've got some healing stuff, yeah. So here, Astrid, I know that you're probably particular about what you put on your person, but if you hang on to these in case me or Turbine goes down. Yes, that's an excellent idea. I'll take a slice of key lime pie, please, and I wink at him in a way that's like, I know you have some hidden for special customers. <laughs> he pulls out a, a slice of key lime pie. He's like, how did you know? I knew it. <laughs> This is four credits. <laughs> I pay four credits for a slice of key lime pie. <laughs> so yeah, instead of healing potions, you get a slice of key lime pie. <laughs> and I eat my pie in the nap pod and I get crumbs everywhere. All right. It must feel nice to be astral. <laughs> so you all do your naps. Uh, you, you take these um, 
weird naps in these pods. Like you have a weird tech job that keeps you there all day. And once you finish your naps, uh, Barnabas enters the room again and stands in the center of the room and motions for you guys to come over. Radar and Bink and Bach follow him over and you guys follow as well. And he's like, okay, now it's time for the final stage of the interview. Uh, making it this far is a victory in and of itself. Uh, we'll certainly keep your resumes on file should anything open up. If you don't make it further than this, uh, you'll be the first people we call. People always say that. There's no file for the old resumes. <laughs> Everyone's too Turbide, lazy to keep that on hand. I'm just saying. To adults. They just say that to Shh. mollify you. <laughs> You're absolutely right, and I have said that many times. There's no file. You're <laughs> part of the hiring process, <laughs> Astrid. <laughs> yes, obviously, I'm a part of the hiring process. So uh, you guys get, like, you're in the center of the room, and the, the center platform starts rising up out of the ground. <laughs> like a chair. Uh, <laughs> this is an elevator. It's not like a chair. All right, sure, whatever. A chair evator. <laughs> Where's that space? A chair evator. Ella Charter. I'm not beginning to wonder if hiring people is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> really back myself into a corner with these prospects. <laughs> hey, don't wonder. You pay us to wonder for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the center platform continues to rise. It's like rising into the air, like to, to where he was describing earlier. It's seemingly going up to the section of forest above. It's moving kind of slowly. But uh, as he continues to talk, it continues to rise the whole time. As you approach that weird chandelier from the, you know, from the initial introduction of the place, it kind of scoots to the side and lets you pass and you continue to rise through the ceiling slowly and slowly going up and up. Barnabas continues to talk. Can I do and, like a check just to see if I can tell anything about the chandelier as we go past? Uh, yeah. Is it purely I, decorative? <laughs> is it just like a door or is there something <laughs> cool about it? <laughs> Uh, I rolled 23. When you look at it, you definitely feel like there's something powerful with this object. Uh, you also know that it seems to correspond, the like different elements seem to correspond to those portraits you saw earlier. Mm. Like there's like a silver one, a gold one, uh, an iron one. Can I um, ask Barnabas, um, excuse me, Barnabas, what does all the metal mean to your people, the Barnabai? We're lovers of science in general, and we just thought it was a cool way to, as as much as I understand, because it started long before I was alive, started just as a way to denote yourself and kind of ceremoniously pick something that you felt represented yourself. Uh, do any Barnabai share the same metal, or once a Barnabai uses it, it's no longer available to future Barnabai? That is true. It is a uh, no longer. That's why it's gold was the first, and then silver, and then uh, you know, so on and so forth. With uh, not necessarily worse metals, but different metals, if that makes sense. Molybdenum. Sorry, molybdenum. That would be like a shitty metal to put at the end. <laughs> yeah, molybdenum. <laughs> Turbine. Stop talking back to adults. <laughs> I'm just saying, you'll run out of metals eventually, and probably molybdenum's towards the end, right? <laughs> Who gives a shit about molybdenum is what I'm saying. <laughs> to be honest, I actually haven't chosen a medal for myself yet, so. Do you have any top contenders? Don't say molybdenum. <laughs> <laughs> molybdenum is up there, I guess. Um, <laughs> maybe copper. Um, no, you can be do cool. better than copper. I can't, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see the way the hierarchy works. Yeah, you really can't. Yeah, it's sort of everything else is climb. As you continue to rise, he's like, well, now it's it's basically time for 
our last uh, our last task. When you work in an open concept office, things can be a little distracting. Oh, and people get sick more often too. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm around robots mostly, so I don't really catch what they have. But <laughs> I imagine they can know. have viruses, though. Nice, mm. <laughs> you know. And I have I actually have caught one with one of my arms. Um, <laughs> uh, so what what my point is. Uh, there can be so many shiny, cool things around. It's often hard to stay on task. Turbine's just looking everywhere. <laughs> a little tin <laughs> owl flies by on a surfboard and, and with reading a book, and it says, "Learning is cool, dudes." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what was I saying? You were uh, saying that when you work at an open concept thing, it can be really distracting. Yes, yeah, so sorry, I was looking at that owl. Um, <laughs> so my point is, it's important to showcase that you have discipline. And now begins the final trial to see who is disciplined enough to work here. As Barnabas says this, he holds up two shining gold eggs and throws them to different sides of the platform. The one side has Bink, Bonk, and Raider, and the other side is the side that you guys are on. As he does this, large walls shoot up from the ground, encasing you in sort of your own separate arenas. You're in like what feels like a 50-foot area. This is like a huge platform that is going up. Just so I can fully visualize the space here. We're enclosed in walls, and there's an egg that's just been tossed down. Into the center of it. It's like, it, it's all ground level for you. Okay. And and I think it's a little more confusing just because I'm creating a second arena for them. It kind of, that won't affect you at all. Mm. Uh, so what- <laughs> I think so I was still imagining about, us on the chair elevator too. So I thought he like yes. tossed eggs over the edge. <laughs> Again, it's not a chair. It's just hmm? an elevator. Okay. It doesn't well, look like, like a chair, chair though. Anyway. <laughs> I guess the way it goes up and down, down, you know? Like a chair. Well, <laughs> some chairs kind of do that. Anyways, um, the final task is simple, and this is a, a creation of mine that I'm actually pretty proud of. Keep your mind clear while you stay on task and protect the egg. As you see the, the egg sit in the center of the area, little tiny holes in the edge of the arena open up, and you see little iron cobras sneaking out of the edge, mm. uh, coming towards the egg. Everybody just go ahead and roll initiative. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Brenda Elizabeth coming out strong with her initiative roll. 17. A 22. 15. You know, sometimes you roll a 2 and a 3 with advantage, and other times you roll a 22 initiative, so. <laughs> Gonna roll these snakes initiative. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to get all new episodes months early and hear the exclusive art barks over on our Patreon. Zach Oyama was your dungeon master for this episode, and the characters were Emily Axford playing Brenda Elizabeth, Mike Trapp was Turbine's Pizzles Inc., and Siobhan Thompson is Astrid Starborn. This episode was edited and produced by Zach Oyama and Jasper William Cartwright. Bye. Bye.